God, who is it now? It's the board of shareholders. Shit. I'll ignore it. As you can tell, things had gotten a bit messy in the aftermath of Sean's attempted virtue signaling speech at HarryCon. Mm. Sean, please stop throwing pillows and stand still for the camera. Don't police my pillow throwing. This is the whole reason I bought them. The Harry boys were outraged at Sean for having used his co-ownership powers to pull the plug on Gavin Hollander's video hole channel. Meanwhile, feminist organizations and outspoken celebrities like Megan O'Callaghan were pointing to Sean's hypocrisy after his mother, Margaret Applewhite, came forward with allegations that Sean had blackmailed her. They do fit inside the t-shirt cannons. Whoa! You just broke your new Faces in Business award! Um, yeah. Ever heard of symbolism? I'm about to get friggin' sniped out by either the feminist Charlie's Angels Brigade or the formerly bald asswipes union. Only one of these groups wants to actually hurt you. The other is just criticizing you on Twitter. Sean had seemingly upset everyone at the same time. And his head of PR, Charlotte Dempsey, was desperate for him to just sit down and apologize. Be still for the camera and try to look sad. I am sad. This is Battle of the Bald, episode three, Off the Grid. He told me the only way he'd do his apology video is if he did it from what he called his think tank. Hey world out there, it's me, Sean Applewhite, coming at you from my happy place. My own personal sensory deprivation tank. Just kind of floating here with my waterproof GoPro and a flashlight we jerry-rigged up there. Look, I gotta come clean. My PR team sent me into a cauldron of fire telling me it'd be a bed of roses. I was ill-prepared, and I am not afraid to admit that I let you down by extension of my team letting me down. So he blamed it all on you? He did. Yep. He loves to share. Obviously, my mom's going into early senility with her lawsuit thing, so apologies for that, too. I just hate the effect it's had on you out there. My friend, the customer. I mean, you just want a great-looking head of beautiful hair. And then suddenly, there's all this stupid-ass drama started by a bunch of sexist dopes who I completely embarrassed. So, for that, once again, I'm sorry. Okay, Charlotte, I'm done! Get a towel and help me out of here! Got a face appointment to get to! This is the moment that something snapped in Charlotte's brain. I feel like I remember there being an audible pop from somewhere deep inside my head. I just felt like I was back babysitting again and my life was one big practical joke on me and it was time for grad school, maybe? I really can't miss my appointment with the dermatologist guy today. Also, how do I switch off the GoPro? So this is when you agreed to bring me on board. Yeah, you had reached out to me about interviewing Sean for your story thingy you had been doing about Margaret. And at first I was like, no way. But then I saw how much damage Sean was doing with his own social media stuff and thought, maybe we could use the receptionist woman after all. Control the story a bit. You seem smart and I knew you had a degree in journalism, so it felt like an opportunity to make your life a little less sad. And I had the suspicion that somewhere down the line, I was going to be sitting next to a judge, you know? Might be helpful to have some backup audio of all the craziness. But I didn't see Charlotte's text about accepting the interview request at first, 
because I was slightly occupied with a fire. Revitalized HQ was on fire. How, nobody quite knew. Something about a rodent-like man running into the building and screaming bloody murder. Nope, no way. Fuck this fire. Sean and Charlotte were swiftly escorted by security out of back entrance and into a black SUV. Sean was still on his digital apology tour and was live streaming everything. Where to, sir? Away from the fire. You got it, ma'am. Skipping the face appointment. Roger that. That was the voice of Donald Gupta, Sean's personal driver. We'll hear more from Donnie later. Okay. Wow. Just want to apologize as well for all the commotion, guys. Pretty sure I was almost assassinated. Hey, Sean, maybe we switch off the live stream. We seem to be running from danger again. Well, counterpoint, I don't think it's healthy for my fans to be alone at this time. It wasn't long before the whole building collapsed. All of us watching our workplace and possibly our jobs go up in flames. That's when I finally saw Charlotte's messages. Yeah, I asked you to meet me and Sean at an undisclosed location way outside Houston, deep in the heart of Texas where Sean thought he could hunker down and like not die. What did you tell Sean about the fact that his substitute assistant was suddenly showing up? Just a lot of lies, mostly. I told him that he should get to tell his side of the story without having to stick his face into a cell phone and be his own social media team. And I told him you could probably get him a positive documentary special on CNN because you're first cousins with Don Lemon. For the record, I am in no way related to Don Lemon. But off I went, driving up the 290 toward Brenham, Texas. I wasn't sure how Sean would react to seeing me in this new context. Oh, hey, way to go, receptionist. Excuse me? Wasn't your job to, like, receive people as they enter the building? Technically, that's a part of my job. Didn't happen to notice, oh, I don't know, a big giant hairy monster walk in with a big ass can of gasoline? Oh, come on. That guy didn't use the I'm just saying, Lemon never would have missed him. Okay, cool. Just so you're aware, I'm going to have my recorder on, so you might want to be a little more cautious about just saying things. Look, all you need to know is my mom has hired some reporter to put out her stupid conspiracy about me being a patent thief. And you being here is my attempt to fight back, while simultaneously running away from my various enemies who wish me dead. So, we're going to my dad's place. Yeah! Goodbye, tree! This is Sean's father, Michael, but he prefers to be called Pistol. Do I just speak into the oh, microphone? I got my mouth. Oh, <laughs> oh whoopsie doopsie. All right, okay. Uh, this, this good here? Yeah, much better. Well, so I'm, I'm Pistol, and uh, it's all here is my private property. I've so kindly allowed y'all to come be on for a while. My son's apparently got himself into some mischief. Now, not unlike the entirety of his high school days. Oh, God, I was so proud of his mischievous nature. What kind of trouble would Sean get into? Uh, just about every kind one can conjure, I'll tell you. I did graffiti and stuff and pulling people's pants down and... Blowing up trash cans, smashing mailboxes, popping his teacher's tires, breaking into his teacher's car, hotboxing in his teacher's car with his dirtbag friends, and blowing up the aforementioned car, and and then when he'd get in trouble with the principal, you know, I'd, I'd get a call, and I'd have to come on down to the office, and I'd have to beat the shit out of the principal. Oh. And of course, I'd end up in jail again, but, but, but you know, a, a father's love for his kids can be like a goddamn thunderstorm. There's not much you can do to stop it, and it can oftentimes ruin a baseball game. 
That's what I say. So, were you in prison for most of Sean's upbringing? Hell yes, I was. Yeah, but his, uh, his bookworm-ass mom was always trying to keep me away from him as much as she could even when I was out. Speaking of Margaret, I don't mean to sound rude, but... Yeah, hey, you can say rude stuff about her, I don't mind. <laughs> no, it's just, how did the two of you end up together? You just seem so... About as different as a mule in a trash can? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's actually a fairly romantic story. You see, she was working at this lab in college. Real nerd-ass type lady. You know, your glasses and whatnot. Anyhow, I, I was briefly employed there as a janitor. And I was uh, I was cleaning up the place and happened to have knocked over one of them glass beakers. And he went shattering all over the floor, as glass does. And uh, so she runs over and we're picking up the pieces. And she's in a full-on nerd rage about what I've done. But I, I happen to find her anger very erotic. And we meet eyes for the first time right there over the broken glass. And she sort of, she gives me this look, you know. And, uh, oh, buddy. Oh, oh dog. That, let me tell you, it was on. Lovely. Right there in the lab. Weren't even finished cleaning up the floor. Mm. That sounds dangerous. Oh, it was. Yeah, tap dancing around the glass shards made it even better somehow. Well, we started humping in the lab most nights, and uh, well, it wasn't long before she came to me and informed me that little Sean was on the way. Whoa. Were the two of you married? Well, no. You see, the thing is, around about the time I found out about this here pregnancy, I, well, I got called off on a secret government mission, you know? Oh. Secret government mission. Yeah, what had happened, I was, I was recruited for some work over here in West Texas, around where my daddy lived. He, uh, he had to be out there for a good five to ten years, on account that uh, the uh, town had an alarming surplus of alcohol, and the government enlisted me to help out with that. You, uh, may follow me here? You fled your responsibilities to go get drunk at your father's place in West Texas? Well, that's a pretty messed up way to put it, lady. What if I describe what you do as a spread lies with a dick-shaped voice stealer, huh? I'm open to criticism. <sighs> Apologies for my reaction. Your, your description was uh, painfully accurate, let's say. Clearly, I still have work to do on myself. You see, I got out there and wasted about a decade of my life being wasted with my daddy. On his deathbed, he revealed to me that he had a massive underground stockpile of explosives and weaponry he'd been collecting for World War III. So I moved back out here and brought all his stuff over. Decided to clean myself up, get rid of my daddy's fear and anxiety one explosion at a time. Hey, Dad! I can't find the vodka! Well, we don't keep any booze on my property, son. That stuff is dangerous. Perhaps the most surprising thing about Pistol's Ranch was that he wasn't living there alone after all. Turns out, he'd started a second family that Sean had only heard rumors about. Pistol's second wife, Carol, had passed away, but his daughter, Bonnie, Sean's half-sister, was alive and well, and she seemed to share Sean's love for property damage. Take that, young grateful shrub! <laughs> Damn, half-sis! You and Dad sure do like blowing stuff up. Best therapy in the world. Come on, grab a grenade from the grenade barrel, pull the pan, and give it a toss out there. It's great. Okay. You're not picking avocados, city slicker. They're all the damn same. All right, so I just purl it. No, you gotta pull the pan. Ain't you seen Dad's old war footage? Not really. Is now a good time to ask how you lost your arm? Bonnie's left arm was indeed missing about halfway down. Oh, what, this? 
So sometime in high school, me and Carla was playing a way too aggressive game of who can stand closest to the wood shepherd. And you know, I was the best. Shit. So what you're saying is, this is totally safe. Absolutely. Get that sucker a pull. Huh. Ooh, yeah. Look at that little badass sore. Oh my God, that felt amazing. I just blew up that rock. Did you see that? I did see that. It's also worth noting that Bonnie had alopecia, her hair only growing in small patches and tufts along her scalp. Yet she never wore a hat or made any attempt to cover her head at all. So, not to be weird, but I happen to notice, uh... What, that I'm bald as shit? Well, yeah. And obviously I invented this dope product called Revitalize, and, you know, I could get you a sweet family discount. I don't want your goopy bullshit. You don't? No. I like my weird little patchy head. I just thought, you know, I've, I've been reading some feminine articles that Charlotte emails me and I just figured maybe it's even worse being bald as a woman. And I'm an ally, so... Oh, goody. Thank you for your service. But no, I don't need any fixing. I got one arm for Christ's sake. I'm used to people staring. I know people think I'm an uggo, but I ain't. I didn't say that. You can only lose their game if you play by their rules, and their rules are a lot uglier than me, brother. AKA, fuck them. All right, y'all doing therapy? Oh, snap! Dad's doing therapy too now. The three of us together. Okay, kids. Now you just take that anger and all them unfulfilled dreams and you just toss them right into them there woods. It was an odd yet beautiful family reunion and I started to feel very uncomfortable. While the three of them hurled old World War I grenades into a torn up field, I decided to get as far away as I could and catch up with Charlotte. But on my way there, I was stopped by someone else and proceeded to have one of the strangest conversations of this whole experience. Psst. Psst. Donnie? What's up? It was Donald Gupta, Sean's longtime driver, standing by the SUV with the door open. You noticed his face? Who? Sean? Yeah. It's starting. Now that he mentioned it, Sean did look a little off. Bags under his eyes. His hair seemed... messier. But I chalk this up to the stress of being on the run from a horde of hairy boys. Look here. This is the last six weeks of Sean's schedule. I keep all the old itineraries in my glove box. Donnie handed me a pile of crumpled driving schedules. It listed business meetings, lunches with investors, interviews. But none of these were Donnie's focus. As you can see, I drive him over to this clinic every single week. And what sort of clinic is this? Dr. Malik. I looked into him after a while. He's a plastic surgeon. When Sean would go over there, he was always looking kind of saggy, deflated. Gross. Then he'd hop back in the car, tightened up like a candle. Sean's been getting weekly facelifts? That's what I'm saying. What kind of 32-year-old needs a weekly facelift procedure, huh? Good question. And I ain't even got to the weirdest part yet. You see these here? These are daily appointments. Who's Tiffany? She's a hairstylist. Dude's getting daily haircuts. Daily. You following me? Sean was certainly an incredibly vain person. Most people who are professionally in the spotlight are. 
But still, this behavior did seem extreme. All I'm saying is, you couldn't pay me to use that product of his. With this, Donnie handed me his copies of his driving schedule and basically sunk back into the shadows without another word. So I finally had a chance to check in on Charlotte. How's the ranch for you so far? I don't know. It's nice to get out of Houston for a while. I wish the circumstances were less life-threatening. I wish there were less explosions. Any updates on the Harry Boys friend? Oh, yeah. Since Sean deplatformed them, they found a new digital home on Pornstop. Feeling the heat, eh, Mr. Applewhite? I hear you ran off with your little secretary to some secret getaway. Hilarious. I find your fear hilarious. And if you think for one second that that fire is the last you'll see of the hairy boys, you think like a female. Incorrectly. What the hell is he even talking about? And look at his face. It's all droopy and gray. Gavin Hollander's face looked far worse than Sean's. His eye bags were sagging. One of his cheeks was horribly swollen, his lips puffy. I'd guess he'd been stung by a wasp or a hornet if his hair wasn't also strangely different. It protruded like an overgrown patch of weeds, the hair even thicker than before. Maybe he has leprosy. Is that still a thing? He looks like a troll doll. You might also have noticed that my face is suffering from some of the same side effects that a lot of revitalized users have been complaining about. This isn't what we paid for, Mr. Applewhite. You're going to fix this for us, or we're going to fix you. Today's episode is sponsored by Bob's Blackmail Services. Why write your own blackmail letters when you can have them done by a professional? I've personally used Bob's incredible service before. Okay, I think that's enough hate for one afternoon. Sorry you had to see the Simpsons characters having sex in the sidebar. Charlotte closed one app and opened another, where she saw something even more alarming. Hey, y'all! It's your boy Sean Applewhite again, getting back to my roots today with none other than the OG Applewhite, my daddy pistol. Oh, hello there, the World Wide Web. Sean was live streaming with his father from his secret hiding place. Oh, Sean, no, 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 no. This is not fugitive behavior. What are you doing? While Charlotte took off running down the hill toward Sean, the live stream kept going. We're reconnecting as a family. I even got to meet my half-sister Bonnie over here. Hello there, smartphone people. Pleasure to a meet you. I'm what you call an explosion therapist. Pretty sure I'm the first in the world. By the way, this shit works. Check this out. Mm. Sean, Sean, stop throwing grenades and dynamite, please. Oh, look. It's my lovely assistant, Charlotte. Except I probably shouldn't describe her as lovely. She's not lovely. Well... Not that she's not lovely. She is. It's just that I'm not the person who should be saying that. So, I mean, like, we've made out once. I mean, had a Whataburger. But now it's cool. Like, now we're just co-workers. Sean, shut the fuck up. Hey, don't talk about my brother slash client like that. We are in the middle of a session. Please turn off the live stream. Gavin Hollander is trying to hunt us down, and he's, like, mutated somehow. I'm just celebrating my family with the world. Jesus. Nobody's gonna find us. My dad lives in the middle of nowhere. He's off the grid. Off the grid? Shit, I ain't off the grid. I get mail and stuff. Shit, I was Google Earth in my backyard this morning because one of the cows got loose, one AWOL. 
Got ten different Facebooks because my password never works. Try and reconnect with the high school friends and such. Really? Shit. Sure enough, it wasn't long before Sean was getting threatening DMs from the Harry Boys, who claimed to be on their way to Pistol's Ranch. All right, everybody. There's going to be a standoff on my property. You can be damn sure we'll get the W. I already set up the parameter with Grandpappy's World War II landmines and wrong way signs I stole off the freeway. Never did have time to finish digging the alligator moat, but we'll have to make do. All right, I'll be manning the turret. Bonnie here will be chucking the thunder sticks like they were $1 bills at the strip club. Sorry to butt in, but why don't we just call the police? Our lives have been threatened. Oh, we did. The local operator seems to be in league with the Harry boys because they mostly just laughed and said, best of luck, and then hung up. It was like a reverse prank phone call. That's okay, though. We have plenty of time to. They're here. Man your battle stations! I wasn't assigned a battle station. Where's my driver? Two black SUVs skidded to a halt a hundred feet away by the busted gate to Pistol's property. Doors flung open and out came six men. Two of them like overgrown linebackers with unkept hair and faces like half-melted candles. The other four goons were miniature versions of these trolls, the last of them being a barely recognizable Gavin Hollander himself. The goons quickly pulled Donnie, Sean's driver, out of his car, one of them holding him at gunpoint while the others aimed their assault rifles at the house. Gavin raised a megaphone up to his mouth. Mr. Applewhite, I believe you have some explaining to do. Next time on Battle of the Bald, What did Revitalize know that they didn't say? Also, are we all about to die? Until next time. Battle of the Bald was written and produced by Tyler Eaton. Who is me? The whole series was safely recorded during quarantine, mostly in people's closets via Zoom, and in the studio at Pinecraft Loft. This episode featured voice acting from Rebecca Usoro, Connor Cacciatolo, Jackie Cation, Eddie Pepitone, Kyle Kinane, Olivia Hill, Shannon D., Brandon Raman, and myself. Our thumbnail artwork was done by Ethan Marler. A new episode will be out every Monday between now and February 8th. I'd really appreciate it if you shared the show with your friends, especially the bald ones, and maybe leave us a review to help us bring in more listeners. You know, if you, if you liked it. If you want to find out more about the show, check out tylereaton.net or find us on Instagram at Battle of the Bald. Thanks for listening. <laughs>